Just to say, as a, as a church, we're part of a, a network, if you like, a family of churches. Historically, I guess, we were, we were called uh, New Frontiers. Some of you will have heard of that, some of you won't. But there were many, many churches all over the world. And then that multiplied into a, uh, a number of families of churches, still often relating together with their vision and their values. And, and we're part of one of those streams, one of those groups called Regions Beyond, very much with a heart for the nations of the world, the unreached peoples of the world, um, uh, church planting around the world in different ways. And uh, it's wonderful to be part of that. And uh, of course, you tend to think of yourself here on a little island. But of course, we are the ends of the earth to someone who's another part of the world, aren't we? You tend to forget that you're also the ends of the earth as well to others. And uh, it's a privilege for us to be a home base for someone who, who does travel around. And at the moment, and the last few years, it's been very much based in a, in a nation that some will have not even have heard of, but others will, the nation of Burundi uh, in East Africa, one of the poorest, actually, per, per head nations in the world. Um, Donna and a team really working amazingly into Burundi. Some of us here locally know Donna. We've been standing with her, praying for her, seeking to help her with little bits of finances where we can, um, but many others as well. But uh, Donna is just back for two or three weeks, um, seeing family and friends, having some medical tests and so on. And we just thought we might not see her again for I don't know how many months. So it was a good moment just to, to grab her. But I'm sure if you're a visitor here and you want to know more, you can go and have a look at her website, which I've no doubt she will tell you about, Hope for Tomorrow Global. Um, but... Uh, uh, anyway, let's welcome Donna. Come and, come and speak to us. Good morning, everyone. Lovely to be back with you again. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to share this morning um, a little update uh, from our friends in Burundi, but... Um, uh, some of you who are part of the church will know that we joined you by Zoom um, a few weeks ago. And just to say thank you so much for that. You uh, were such a blessing to our guys in Burundi who have got very little experience of New Testament church. They absolutely loved it. Uh, but they did want to know where Mark's bodyguards were. And, <laughs> and, why, and why did he not have a tie? <laughs> So um, <laughs> it was a very good equipping uh, exercise for us. But um, no, we loved joining with you. And thank you so much for your prayers, for your giving, for, for all of your support. It really does mean uh, the world to us and makes a huge difference. So I just want to bring a bit of an update this morning. Um, I just actually, it's just interesting what's been coming out in the worship, but really picking up on God's heart for the poor and the broken. Um, and so um, I just want to read to you two verses from Psalm 113, um, verses 7 and 8, um, which we very much live with in Burundi. Um, he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes, with the princes of his people. And as Mark said, Burundi is one of the poorest nations in the world, and we're working with some of the poorest of the poor. And so this uh, promise um, is really 
meaningful to us because we're taking hold of it and we're saying, God, this is your heart. You love the people that you created and the conditions that our friends are living in is not his heart. And yet we have the privilege as people of God, as image bearers, to bring the love of God to people and to demonstrate him. And uh, we've uh, been involved for many years now, and it's been quite a journey. But I just want to bring you up to date with a little bit of what's just been happening these last few months. So um, first of all, you can see the pictures um, behind me. This is how our friends are living now. This is actually better than it was a few years ago when they were in a camp living under bits of cardboard and straw with no sanitation, no running water, no food. When we came across the community, some had even died. So actually, even though what you're looking at now is horrific, and it is horrific, um, it's actually a step forwards. But we know that where people are living now is not God's heart. That, that, that psalm says he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash. And if you, if you look at these pictures, you can see our, our friends, this is 200-odd uh, families, 1,500 people-ish, living in, in really horrendous conditions, literally sleeping on rocks and in the mud. And so this psalm has a very literal meaning for us. And when we first met our friends, and uh, there, there was one day I remember going round, just visiting. We just do a lot of visiting, just, just being with people and sitting in the mud, on the floor with them, just talking to them, praying with them sometimes, but really just just trying to, to be there and to love them. And they have become our friends. And I remember one day just being coming really overwhelmed by just the conditions and, and just saying, you know, guys, what, what can we do? How, how can things get, get better? And, and their response was, this is just how it is in this nation. This is just life for us. And I just felt something rising up in me. And it's like, no, this cannot be okay. You know, this, this, uh, this, the, these children just sleeping on the rocks and, and in the mud. And, and I mean, that we're providing food and, and giving some various help. So they do have food, but, but they really are in dire, dire poverty. And it's like, this is not God's heart. It's not okay to say, this is just how it is here. You know, and actually, God has been doing a work in them and lifting them up through this psalm. One day we were sharing this, and suddenly some of our leaders began to, to weep as we shared these words. And, and they began to, to repent. And they're like, actually, we've, we've been feeling like we're victims, but we're realizing God wants to lift us up. And it was amazing. It was a real moment of, of revelation. And and, and God is actually beginning to put them at the forefront of what he's doing in Burundi and making them a channel of his blessing to, to others. And so that's really what I just want to, to focus on um, today. So I wonder if, Glyn, you could just go to the slide that says crisis support, please. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to put this one, one up because we are giving people a lot of crisis support at the moment. We, uh, we help with shelter. We provide food for for the families. Uh, we provide porridge, porridge for the malnourished children. We provide milk for the children. And thank you so much because many of you here are contributing to that and have in the past. So it is really making a massive difference to people and we're so grateful. However, it's not enough 
to help people and leave them in the circumstances that they're in. And that's really what God has been leading us in. And so uh, one of our main ministries, um, we are Citygate Church in Burundi, is Foundations for Farming. And uh, we have been teaching our friends how to farm in God's ways, um, as God designed in nature. This is a way of uh, farming that was pioneered in Burundi many years ago and is now being used around the world. But it is incredible because when we learn to do things in God's ways, as he intended, we see amazing blessing. And so in Zimbabwe, they get 10 times the national average of yields from their crops And actually, this year in Zimbabwe, for the first time in about 40 years, the nation fed itself because the government took this on as national policy in the nation. Isn't that amazing? And that is our heart for for Burundi. And we're not getting 10 times yet, but we are getting six times. Six times the average national yield. So the average national yield in Burundi is one turn per per hectare of maize. And we're getting six. (laughs) So um, it is incredible. And with Foundations for Farming, the soil improves year on year and year. Rather than you depleting it, you give back to it. And then we're finding that God blesses um, when we do things in his way. So, uh, yeah, you can see there some of our training. So we started uh, four years ago training. Uh, started with just 20 people and uh, have now just finished training just over 200 people. And uh, Fumbudsas is um, the, the big thing for us. This is a, a word from Zimbabwe. And that plot there, I don't know if you can see, we were trying to find a way to show you how big a Fumbudsa is. It's 16 metres by 39 metres. So we positioned our guys on the corners. I don't know if you can see those little dots. <laughs> but that's not a very big plot, actually. But from that plot... A family of six can feed themselves from a year, for a whole year with maize, which is amazing. And in Burundi, one of the biggest issues is over 90% of people live off the land, but they don't have enough land to sustain themselves, and that's one of the reasons for the, for the food crisis in the nation. There's many others I won't go into now, but, but that is a big factor in why people are starving in Burundi. And yet, with Foundations for Farming, because you can get more from the same amount of land, it's like, really, it's a game changer. So, we are really, uh, we've been teaching Foundations for Farming for four years, and this year we've started to demonstrate these fumbudsas that a family can feed themselves. And so, we did an experiment with all of our guys involved. We hadn't done a fumbudsa before, and we harvested it together um, a few weeks ago, and we put everything into buckets so that people could see exactly what they could get from it. And most of our guys, 80% of our community are illiterate. So, when you say you will get six times more it doesn't mean a whole lot but when they see lots of buckets then they begin to get excited and so we were we were wanting to demonstrate to them that one person can manage this plot that you can see behind one person can manage that and then that can feed a family of six for a year and it's not even a full-time job We've, we've experimented now. It can be done in two days a week, so they can try and find work on the other days. And so when we harvested, we got 51 buckets worth of food, which is 51 weeks' worth of food, which is amazing. It was, it was a little bit gutting that it was one week under the year, but... <laughs> 
but if we use the same land next year, then the yields should go up. So, and please pray for that because people have been trying to steal this land from us. But anyway, we're renting it and Anyway, just please pray for land. So, um, just very quickly, let me just share with you just some very brief testimonies from our, from our friends. Uh, first one, lady called Marie Rose. Um, she came to us. Her husband had lost his leg in an accident. He had been a builder, so he'd, they'd lost their income as a family. She said, I've seen your crops. Can I come and train with you? She started doing what uh, we'd been teaching on a small piece of land just outside her home within one farming season, so five months. She then declared, gave testimony later, as for me and my family, we've now said goodbye to hunger. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Um, Next one, Emmeline. Um, Emmeline was very nervous about this way of farming, wasn't sure if she could really do it, but um, unbeknown to us at the time, she'd found a little piece of scrap land by her where she was living, and she'd asked permission to use it, and she started growing maize, and she used to get Each season, she would get about five kilos of maize. That season, she got 100 kilos. (laughs) Isn't it amazing? And she's like, I didn't even know I could do it. But she she did. And then uh, Suzanne... um, this this lady was amazing. We um, Recently, we just went to visit her. We'd heard that she was farming on a small piece of land. She'd used a tiny, tiny piece of land. Um, again, scrap land just near to where she lived. She'd implemented foundations for farming. And the landowner had said, wow, what you're doing here is amazing. I'm going to give you more land. Now, isn't that an amazing example of when we're faithful with the small that God multiplies? Anyway, so when we went to visit her, she said, I'm now feeding my whole family and I can buy books so my kids can go to school and I can even pay medical bills. (laughs) So it is astounding what God is doing. And the crops uh, are very tall. And uh, on the next slide, please, Glyn, you'll see um, our banner on our training site. And this is some people that have visited us. And just very quickly to say that uh, in recent months, we have had some very influential people uh, come and visit us, including from the Ministry of Agriculture, agronomists from within Burundi, and one very famous agronomist from Australia that came and was amazed to see what was happening. Um, researchers and obviously many local people and passers-by, but the leaders in our area are all becoming very, very interested. And uh, in the next slide, uh, this uh, this man here, Jalaz, he's, he's, uh, he's our friend now from the Ministry of Agriculture he had originally supplied us with the seeds that we were using and he'd come to look because he'd seen a photo of our crops and he's like wow is this my seed and we're like well (coughs) your seeds are very good and all that but (laughs) actually this is about doing things in God's ways he's not a believer as far as we know and yet he stood on our crops and he said this is a miracle and we said No, this is what happens when we do things in God's ways, when we learn to humble ourselves. And so now we are in this time of actually seeing many, many people come to us. We're like a drop in the ocean with what we're doing in Burundi. But suddenly we're getting all of this attention, which we haven't gone looking for, from people coming to us and and saying to us, please, will you train? You've got the answer for the food crisis in this nation. Please, can you help us so that people can feed ourselves? What we're doing in this nation for food isn't working. 
And we're like, wow, Foundations for Farming is not just a farming method. It's a way of introducing people to Jesus because every lesson you're teaching about who God is and therefore his ways. uh, And it's amazing. I mean, if there was more time, I'd give you some examples of of just how when we do things in God's ways, it, it makes such a difference. But one very, very quick one is... When you grow things God's way, when you're doing maize God's way and you plant it all at a high standard and you treat all the seeds the same, all the crops come up at the same height. And when they all come up at the same height, they reflect light and that stops crop-devouring pests being able to land on them and so they don't get devoured. Isn't that amazing? And like there's been locust invasions all around Africa. And we're like, if only people knew to do things in God's ways, there would be a way to avoid the devastation that there's been. And we've seen the locusts in Burundi on our land, but praise God, they have not devoured our crops. And and that's just one example. There's so many examples like that. So it is amazing. And of course, uh, for our guys and for ourselves as a team, you're like, we are in awe of God. The more we discover, the more we realize, God, you really are who you say you are and your ways are amazing. So very quickly, um, if we could go on to the next one, um, Glenn, please. This building is we have just named it the Eden Center, and I know many of you here have already heard about this. God led us to this building a few weeks ago, quite unexpectedly. Um, We had been looking for a place to meet as a church. We've not been able to find anywhere for several months, uh, because at the moment we've been meeting on the field sides. You're not allowed to meet as a church unless you can do all sorts of crazy things in Burundi, like I won't go into them, but they're just ridiculous. The list of things you have to be able to tick to meet on a Sunday. Anyway, we felt the time was coming. We were looking for a building that had everything that the government says it must have, like toilets, which are very unusual in Burundi, and parking for 40 cars. None of our guys have got cars. Um, You know, crazy stuff. But anyway, I had felt God say to me, just about three weeks before we saw this place, you need to rent somewhere to start training people in foundations for farming. And uh, we have been, we've had a vision to build something and, uh, you know, we've been trying to buy land. We haven't been able to yet. But I just felt God said, don't wait till then. Find somewhere now to rent. And so I said to the team, let's look for a house, you know, maybe a three or four bedroomed house so that we can actually bring people in to train. Because the challenge is many people come from far distances around Burundi. And so they need to be able to stay somewhere where well, you've seen where our guys live, you can't exactly host people in those where they're, where they're living. And there's not like, there are hotels in Burundi, but not in the air, this area. So we needed somewhere to host people. So we were thinking maybe we'd look for a little house. Anyway, the team had just had a day of prayer. And we got a phone call just as we were finishing. And somebody said, there's a building, would you like to look at it? So we went the next morning and we had a look at this, this uh, place. And we walked around it. And We felt like it had been purpose-built for us. Um, It's got a main hall that seats over 300 people. It's got all sorts of other rooms because we've got, like, we've got a health ministry. We've got a thing we call Kingdom Care, which is, like, crisis support and pastoral stuff. We're doing education stuff. And so we've actually been renting lots of different buildings for lots of different things. And they're all kind of spread out all over the place. And when we were in this facility, we're like, wow, if this is our home as Citygate Church, wouldn't that be amazing to have this kind of base in the area to say, this is God's church doing what we can to, to... 
to, to bring the love of God and, and to demonstrate the, the care of God and to, to bring help where we're able to, to, to our friends and to serve this community. And, and then the, the, the owner said to us, oh, by the way, I'm actually just building two apartments on the back at the moment. And so there's going to be um, six bedrooms and um, uh, two salon areas and, and, and a bathroom. And, and the main area had toilets, which is, as I say, is almost unheard of to have like public toilets in Burundi. It's not very normal at all. And it's just a really smart facility. And it was way beyond what, what we could afford. So we sat and we talked with the guy about how much it was. And, and uh, I was with some of the team. And, and when he told us the amount, that they, that they just said, oh, our, our dreams have just died. And, you know, that little time when you're just like, no, I think, God, you're going to do something here. And so I was like, no, 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 let's just, let's just look at this. And you as a church, you contributed for us to be able to to pay the rent on this, on this building. Thank you so much. Other people that supported us and another church had taken up an offering for us and just put the money into our charity bank account so that we actually had the money to be able to rent the, the building for a year in advance. Absolutely amazing. Isn't that incredible? So we, um, we just used the building just before I came back a couple of weeks ago. We took the opportunity. We, we're not actually physically... Uh, officially in it yet we get it from next week but we contacted the landlord and we're like any chance we could rent the building for a day and he's like oh have it for free so we (laughs) we ended up having it for three days because we had to work out how to set it all up and we held a massive graduation ceremony for our 207 families that we've taught foundations for farming and for eight other leaders that we've just trained this last season from from other areas that we just did as as a trial and um we um, I don't know if you could go on to the next one, Glenn, please. The next picture. Yeah, I don't if this will work. This is just a clip of our worship, and you'll see this amazing facility that God's given us. So that's City Gate Church plus a few of our visitors. Um, so that day we invited all the local leaders, we invited the mayor, we invited people from the Ministry of Agriculture, and many came or sent representatives. And what was really amazing, um, as we went through the day, we gave everyone certificates, we had time for testimonies, the Marie Rose, Emmeline and Suzanne that I just told you about, they shared their testimonies. Some of the guys shared their testimony from the camp and how God was raising them up. And then at the end of the morning, we had a time of speeches. And um, Jalaz, who was the guy that had declared our crops a miracle, he stood up. And what was so amazing was he so honoured our friends. Those that you saw in the pictures at the beginning, the poorest of the poor, living in the mud still. And he said to them, you guys have got the answer for this nation. You can help Burundi feed itself You have got the skills to be able to turn this nation around and help this nation advance. 
And isn't that amazing? Isn't that the heart of God? They're still in poverty, but they're coming up, and now God is using them to bring hope and to bring a way of being able for other families to feed themselves. And so, um, yeah, if we just, just go on to the last one, please, Glyn. Um, yeah, back to Psalm 113. Um, God is so faithful. You know, there's been many, many challenges along the way. But his word is true, and he is raising up the poor. And within the next year, we believe that they can be self-sufficient in food. They'll be able to make a small income, and in time, they'll be able to rent a home for their, for their family, and, and they're on the way up. But already, people are coming to them and saying, teach us how to do this. A few years ago, they, people were literally spitting on them and despising them in the streets. And now we're seeing the, the wise and the learned come and ask them um, for their help and honor them publicly. And it was just amazing. So God is so faithful. Thank you so much. Can, um, can, I, can I invite you to stand? Let's stand together. Just, just put a hand on Donna. You're right with that, Donna, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, let's just pray for Donna and this work. It's such a privilege to have her here with us today. She's only here for two or three weeks. But Lord, we just thank you. Lord, our hearts are inspired. And Lord, she hasn't even talked about all the church things and the people being saved, people being healed, people being delivered, people being set free. Oh, Father, we thank you. Lord, we pray for your protection for Donna, Marungwa, the whole team. Lord, we lift them to you today. We pray for them today back there. Lord, we, we just say, Lord, we pray about that piece of land. Lord, we know the issues. Donna's not even shared publicly the issues that they've got with the land. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that not only would that land be protected, but Lord, I dare to ask you that they would be given some land, their own land, that they would have land that's not just rented, but it's their land that they can really begin to display something. So Father, we ask you, even in this next year, would you do what only you can do with the land, Father, in terms of that? And that center, let your spirit be poured out on that center. Oh God, let it be poured out. Lord, as they meet in the week, as they meet on Sundays, let there be an outpouring of your spirit. Lord, as training sessions go on, as God is honored, as your name is lifted up and exalted. And Father, we want to pray right now personally for Donna. We reach out our hands to her. We pray your protection for her. Lord, you know the health things. You know the, the, all the different things. We don't, we're not going to list them publicly. But Lord, you know where she's at. You know what she holds before you in regards to her health. And we speak life in Jesus' name today. We speak life and health and strength and courage and comfort. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. May the Lord bless you. Lord God, we thank you for this ministry. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.